0: This is KYUK Public Radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Anna Rose MacArthur. Congress is working on an additional funding package to help deal with the pandemic's effect on the economy. Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski says the Senate has approved an additional $484 billion for COVID-19 response, including money for hospitals, small businesses, and testing. The bill is being fast-tracked, and the House expected to take it up today. Today, Murkowski is quick to defend the decision by Congress to include Alaska Native Corporations, or ANCs, in its funding package for tribal organizations, saying the issue is not tribal sovereignty, but using federal resources limited to respond to the pandemic.
1: This is not about governance. It's about response to a a pandemic, recognizing that in Alaska, we've got a mix of tribal governments and ANCs, and so everybody working together to, to address it, uh, this, is, this is what we're trying to help
0: facilitate. Three, Alaska Native tribes have joined a court challenge to stop funding from going to Alaska Native corporations. When it comes to how to open up the economy, Murkowski opposes President Trump's assertion that he has the authority to restart business. The senator unequivocally stands with the governor's rights to design their own approaches to loosen restraints and revive economic activities. They know what is happening on the ground, she says, adding that is particularly true in Alaska.
1: I truly believe that this is this is the governors that governors working with their public health officials uh, to really understand the conditions uh, within their state, particularly a state as large as Alaska and one that is uh, isolated from the rest of the country.
0: Murkowski says it's important not to act hastily and create conditions that would create another surge of infections. Aside from dealing with a pandemic, Congress is also looking at revamping the way the U.S. Postal Service operates. Murkowski says the big issue before Congress is a congressionally imposed pension requirement.
1: It has been a, an extraordinary drag on the Postal Service's ability to, to be able to operate properly. So we want to ensure the solvency and the the reliability of our U.S. Postal Service.
0: The senator assured rural Alaska that in no way was she going to stand by and let the Postal Service disappear because rural Alaska depends on it to deliver basic services. Turning to our river update... Kuskokwim River breakup has begun. The ice cleared out on the Kuskokwim River above Nikolai on Tuesday, but an ice jam is developing 24 miles downstream at the North Fork. Residents of Nikolai are watching it carefully and preparing for possible flooding. Locals upriver noticed a lot of logs in the Kuskokwim this spring, and that may be good news for communities in the lower Kuskokwim. It has been about five years since any large number of timbers showed up in the lower river. Tuesday night, ice on the Antioch River also went out. Smaller tributaries have also broken up, including ice on Crooked Creek, the waterway that gives the community of Crooked Creek its name. As Breakup continues, the National Weather Service is predicting ice jams and flooding along the river in the coming weeks. It's asking residents to help spread the word on ice and snow conditions and to prepare their homes and communities to mitigate flood damage. Ice jams and flooding occur when sudden, warm weather quickly melts snow, rushing it into a river, cracking and buckling hard ice. The ice forms a dam and water pools behind it. In a teleconference on Monday, residents along the river reported brown tundra, deep overflow and ice softened by weekend rains. Much of the Cuscoquim Basin's low-elevation snow has melted in the past two weeks, but a lot of snow remains higher up in the mountains. At the beginning of April, the National Weather Service reported snowfall one and a half to two times above the 30-year average in the mountains surrounding the Cuscoquim River headwaters, and the river ice, though beginning to soften on top, remains thick. A cold winter plunging dozens of degrees below zero over several weeks develops stronger ice than the river has seen in years. Just last week, residents reported river ice three to over five feet thick along the Kuskokwim. The National Weather Service plans to fly its annual River Watch flight to keep eyes on the changing conditions. It will avoid landing in communities to respect pandemic related travel restrictions, but it can't be everywhere at once and is asking for help. Pilots, drone operators, and anyone with a camera is encouraged to post pictures of the Kuskokwim River to the Facebook page titled Kuskokwim River Ice and Road Conditions Winter 2020. The National Weather Service and the Yukon Kuskokwim Health Corporation are asking communities along the river to designate facilities for flood evacuation. Homeowners are also encouraged to begin preparing their houses for potential flooding. Bethel's average breakup day is May 9th. The National Weather Service predicts the ice to open in front of Bethel three to five days ahead of that date. KYUK is airing live updates on river conditions from people along the Kuskokwim that's at 1pm every afternoon in English and Yukton. Lastly, sports. A Bethel wrestler is one of three finalists for the Alaska Sports Hall of Fame's Pride of Alaska Youth Award and the only athlete from the bush to make the cut. Hayden Lieb's work on the mat got the Bethel athlete on the list along with two other athletes from Anchorage, Aiden Conception, another wrestler, and Finnegan Donnelly, who got there for his alpine skiing. The winner will be announced May 6th at 2 p.m. on the Alaska Sports Hall of Fame Facebook page. This is KYUK News. I'm Anna Rose MacArthur. Thanks for listening. Please email your comments and news tips to news at kyuk.org and stay tuned for news you tune coming up.